This is Tax Debt Consultant with the godfather of tax resolution with enrolled agent Carlos Samaniego. It's time to put all of your tax problems behind you using plain and simple language. Carlos will show you how to reduce your tax debt and get the IRS hitman off your back. Off your back. And now, the godfather, Carlos Samaniego. Hello, this is Carlos on the Tax Debt Podcast, coming to you live from Orange County. And today's a really special day for me, learning about advanced audit techniques for Schedule C business owners. And today's a a special day because my my personal favorite instructor, um, LG Brooks, is actually teaching the class. So I had to drive out here for a couple hours. And you people out here in Southern California know that traffic coming from the Inland Empire out to Orange County can be rough. But um, LG is actually my very first ever um, guest on my podcast. So welcome, LG. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank uh, you. And we just saw each other a few weeks a few ago. A few weeks ago. Um, in Los, uh, was it Los Angeles? Los Angeles, yeah, exactly. For, uh, for some advanced, um, advanced uh, training. Advanced training as well. Um, today's topic, uh, again, like I mentioned, was uh, you know how to protect small business owners from audits. Yes. Um, and the IRS is getting really aggressive. Can you tell me kind of what you're experiencing? I know you travel all over the country. What's yes. your experience? Right now, the, the IRS is becoming a bit more aggressive, uh, a bit more demanding, a bit more pushing. They are increasing the, uh, the approach of auditing more Schedule C taxpayers. I think there's a bite, slight pullback on corporations to some extent, but more Schedule C taxpayers, because they know more Schedule C taxpayers, are prone to not having adequate records mm-hmm. or complete records. And so right now, the main thing a taxpayer can do is to make sure that they provide adequate records to that, to that taxpayer and put, maintain the adequate records. Right. What do you do? Are you working closely with your accountant? Are you working closely with your tax advisor? You just can't show up at the end of the year and say, here, here here's what I have, and it is not adequate. Right, okay. right. That will cause an audit itself because now you have inadequate records, and the IRS will uh, analyze your your return, and maybe you may be selected for audit. Mm-hmm. And they are being becoming very aggressive in pursuing audits. They're looking for uh, unreported income or right. underreported income, or the uh, the overextension of expenses. Right. And so, if you work very closely with your accountant or your tax advisor, I I think if you don't have some type of way of maintaining your books and records, this is a good time to do that because the IRS is becoming more aggressive. And like you said, is that waiting to the end of the year to do that is just the wrong, the wrong way of doing that. That's the wrong that. approach. You're right. Now, you brought up something today which kind of caught me by surprise is that the IRS considers inadequate records a badge of fraud, correct? Exactly. And, and I, I found this out by reviewing and working with cases. A lot of things, we don't know everything, but we practice. Right. And as we practice, we read the code, we read the law. And that is actually a portion of the Internal Revenue Manual. Mm. Whereas they indicate that actually in the code, actually, an inadequate or no records is considered a badge of fraud. Not actually fraud, fraud. Right. but it is a badge. You get enough badges, one badge, two badges, three badges. After, after three badges, it is no longer a badge of fraud. Mm. It may be converted to fraud. So I don't want to start the badge of fraud sequences by not having inadequate records. Correct. Now right. the IRS is automatically uh, reviewing you, and they may expand the scope of the audit. 
What do we mean by that? They may extend the audit to another tax year. Or if they're only auditing three items, they may expand the scope now to 10 items. Why? Because of the indication of what? A badger fraud. Now, one thing that I'm seeing quite a bit, at least in my office, like in the last three weeks, were people that were selected for examination for audit and they did not, one or two things have happened in, in these cases. One, they didn't respond to the audit. Mm -hmm. So the IRS just came in and just assessed what, um, gave them an assessment for what they owed because right. they're not showing up to the audit or they ended up getting really bad representation during the audit. Is there a solution in, in that type of a case? In that type of case where either the client didn't show up here for the audit, sometimes the client says, I didn't know I was audited. They, they moved, they never received a letter. Mm -hmm. Or they were represented during the audit, but the representation was what we call ineffective. Right. Now your client comes to you and they say, one calls, what can I do? You I got say, this big balance, right? I got this big balance, can, is there anything you can do? Yes, I can request an audit reconsideration, okay? okay? Audit reconsideration is where you approach the IRS and say, hey look, something wasn't done properly in this audit, or my client has new evidence. We want the case virtually reopened. And that's one thing you can do. You're allowed to request that. And that's what I would do in a situation like that when the client wasn't aware that they were audited, mm -hmm. RS assessed all this money, now they owe thousands of dollars, and they say, what can I do now? I didn't even know that the RS audited to me. You request an audit reconsideration. Yeah, see, I, um, I have one of my biggest cases was somebody that he, he just assumed his tax repair would go to the audit. Right. And then he ends up getting a bill for close to half a million dollars. Of course. So he's like, I don't owe this money. Yeah, and, and he might, and he may not owe it. Right. And what you want to do is uh, request an audit now. The, the, the other side of this one, Carlos, is that suppose the RS says, no, we're not granting an audit reconsideration. Mm -hmm. Then what you do is you say, okay, that was the nice way. Now I'm filing an offer based upon doubts of liability, mm -hmm. and I will compel this to happen. Now, when it's filed as the doubts of liability, the IRS opens, reopens the audit automatically based upon your legal position that I don't owe the debt. And totally different avenue. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Right back into exactly. audit reconsideration. Exactly. Well, well yes, but, it, but it's, it's, yes, it's in the audit group now, but now you're compelling them. Audit reconsideration, they're not required by law to open it. That's at their discretion. Yeah, is, Offering compromise, doubts liability, totally different. Excellent. So excellent. that's what your client can do uh, regarding awesome. those situations. And, and um, you may not have heard, that was Hugh. He's a guest here um, um, listening along with this podcast. To wrap this up, because I know we got to, you got to get back to your, um, get back to the event here. What would you say are the top three things a small business owner, a Schedule C filer should be doing to prevent themselves from getting in trouble? Obviously, I think number one would be the adequate records. Number one is records, <laughs> because what is the RS audit? When they say they audit return, they're, they're looking, they're reviewing the records. Number two. Make sure you meet with your tax advisor or accountant, whoever you're working with, and you do need someone to work with at least periodically during the year. Make sure all of your income is reported uh, because sometimes they perceive that this is income. Mm -hmm. But if you work with your tax advisor, they can, they can help you document what is and what is not income mm -hmm. by the end of the year because the IRS may believe that you're underreported or you're hiding your income. So make sure you report all of your income. Don't assume. That's why you need to meet with an advisor or an accountant, someone that's, that's knowledgeable regarding these items, and report all of your income. And then make sure that you respond to the IRS timely if there's any type of issue that develops. 
Don't say, I'll wait and, oh, I'm expecting Juan Carlos to do this on his own. He'll take care of it. No, he may not be aware of it. Exactly. So you want to make sure that you contact your advisor as soon as you receive some type of correspondence mm-hmm. or input from the R's. Don't try to handle it on your own. We do, we do that for your protection. They know, uh, a, a trained advisor know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. Right. So make sure you contact your advisor promptly. Exactly. And, and to wrap this up, you know, we talk about trained advisors, and there's a lot of people that have their tax repair. They may go to H&R Block. They may self-repair. But when you're dealing with the audit, would you recommend somebody that is um, qualified to represent them in an audit? You want, to meet, you want to have someone that knows the law. Mm-hmm. In the audit, they will be asking different types of questions. They also ask what we call leading questions. I'm sure you heard about that on Perry Mason, where the attorney is asking a leading question to lead you to say something improper. Mm-hmm. Your representative will protect your rights. If you hire a representative, you're not required to be there. That's the one thing the RS always wants is you there as the taxpayer. You're already sweating bullets. So you don't you hire representatives knowledge about the law. They know how to protect your rights. They know how to prevent the IRS from abusing your rights, and they know how to control the agent and the issues regarding the exam. It is in your best interest to hire someone that is knowledgeable, not just say they can do this, but does but, have the knowledge and experience to properly represent you before the IRS. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, LG, um, it's been an honor for you being uh, being on my being my first guest on the <laughs> top tax debt podcast. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for taking your time from flying all over the country, training representatives like us to do to be better at our job, and we truly appreciate it. Well, thank you. you for the invitation. Uh, I, t- I hold it as an honor to be the, the first podcast <laughs> invitee. Thank, thank you very you. much. Take all care. Right. Bye-bye. You can always reach the Godfather, Carlos Samaniego, at taxdebtconsultant.com or call him directly, 909 570 1103 or on Facebook. Look for the Tax Debt Consultant. Make sure you pick up his book, How to Make the IRS, an offer they can't refuse, on Amazon. Remember, you can live the life of a good fella once you take care of your tax problems. The Godfather is here to help.